Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Be a part of Going In Raw today at Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Hey, friend, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw. Count out. Count out. Special edition. Special it's the time of the year. So the reason why we're filming this 20 days ago. So we don't have to work today. So we don't have to work today. Correct. I don't know. We went to Disneyland last year for uh, for New oh, Year's. I kind of remember that. I don't know what we're doing this year. So um, anyways, uh, we figure. Uh, it's the end of the year. Well, yeah. We're, we're looking at best and worst of stuff. Yeah. And uh, so this year or this time today, we're taking a look at the best, the wrestlers who had the best and worst 2018. Correct. Now the 2018s in the book. Uh, the, what we're talking about today, the worst ones are in this video. A lot of these wrestlers are probably very happy to not have to deal with 2018 anymore. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a lot of these uh, wrestlers uh, might have, some in many ways, might have very, very good 2019s. Yes, entirely possible. There's some really good silver linings for some of these wrestlers. Yes. Others, eh, not so much. However, uh, we'll dive right into it. Yes, shall we? Please, See thank who you. who had the top 10 wrestlers who had the worst. Worst. 2018. 2018. Number 10. 10. The Authors of Pain. So they got called up the Raw After Mania to much excitement. Yeah. It was Occam, Razor. Akam. Razar. Razar. And the man who had the algorithm, mm-hmm. Paul Ellering. Yes. However, Things I were going believe good. it was the end of their first match on their first night on Raw. They said goodbye to Paul Ellering, and from that point on, it all fell apart. It all fell apart. They ended up on main event. Not... The main event of Raw, but main event, the, the show, show main event, which nobody watches. No, they disappeared uh, on Raw from Raw during that time where they were main eventing main event. Yeah. Uh, and then they got put with Drake Maverick. He subsequently <sighs> peed himself. Terrible, terrible. And the following move. night on Raw, the crowd was chanting AOPP. Yeah. Way to bury your would be dominant tag team. Raw terrible. Creative. And to make matters even worse, when we were thinking to ourselves, hmm, I wonder why they'd get rid of Paul Ellering. Maybe because he's old, he doesn't like the travel schedule. No, apparently he thoroughly enjoys staying active in the wrestling business, doing what he was doing. Vince just thought he was too old. It's ridiculous. It's so, ridiculous. Paul Ellering, he has the legacy. There's 
not only does he carry himself with much gravitas, he can back that up because he managed one of, if not the greatest tag the team greatest. of all time, the Road Warriors. Man, like, he comes into this this uh, this relationship with Austin Payne with that experience. That benefits Authors of Pain immensely. Oh, huge. I mean, they're taking this next step up to the big main roster. What better guide for them would be Paul Ellering? I know, man. But no, they went with Rockstar Spud, um, which was just, it's been an absolute disaster. And at first he showed up with the, like, the Authors of Pain Halloween costume. It was terrible. And, it then, was he so and then he peed himself. And then he peed himself. And then he peed himself. At uh, Survivor Series. Uh, that turned him into a big old joke. They held the tag team titles. Uh, Authors of Pain did, but it was a very, very, it was a fairly short run. Yeah, it just ended this past week on Raw. They got them off of Matt Hardy and uh, Bray Wyatt, is that right? No, no, it was on the fallout. Oh, no, they beat uh, Seth. Oh, that's right. They beat yeah. Seth for they, Yeah, they won their tag team titles by beating one person in a handicap match. Didn't even squash him. No. Did not even squash him. Seth Rollins actually could have pulled that one out. So they won it. In a weak manner. Yeah, not in dominating fashion. They had a weak program, basically, against Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. Which they lost. That's kind of But here's the silver lining. Um, First, Drake Maverick peed himself. Now he cost Authors of Pain the tag team titles. You would think. The first step to bringing Authors of Pain back to relevance is to ditch Drake Maverick. Oh, yeah, for sure. They need to do that. Yeah, immediately. Now, okay, here's the thing. We are filming this 20 days ago. Yeah. So there are could at have least happened in the interim. At least three opportunities between TLC and probably like two Raws for them to have ditched Drake Maverick. If that happened, that's a massive silver lining. If that hasn't happened as of New Year's Eve 2018, that's bad. That's really bad. That's really bad. I mean, honestly, just costing them the tag titles is enough for them to end their business dealings with Drake Maverick there. I mean, the, the silver lining is they could be part of, um, you know, one of four teams that could help revitalize, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. the raw tag division. And we saw what they could do in NXT. Yeah. And when booked correctly, it's pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. And so, bring back Paul Ellering and they are young. I mean, it's a fairly new call up, but it has been a botch so far. Yeah. It has been great. Yes. Number nine, nine, Alberto Del Rio or Alberto El Patron. Uh, he got fired from Impact. That's uh, that's 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 that seems like it, w- it wouldn't be easy to do. They will hire anybody. Seemingly, seemingly. So uh, we saw him at the end of 2017 at a house show, uh, a, a co-brand event between Impact and Big Time Wrestling. Big Time out in the Bay Area, <clears throat> and he was in a match, the main event I believe against Moose. And it was like the first time I've actually seen Alberto engaged. I saw charisma. Yeah, he was fun. He was a lot of fun. Yeah. And the conclusion of that show, he says he wants to be an impact for the rest of his career. Yeah. Um, Probably says that wherever he goes. Yeah, no. And then three months later, he gets fired because he no-shows an event. Yeah. It was uh, yeah. It's WrestleMania weekend. It was a co-brand, a co-promoted show between Impact and Lucha Underground. Yeah. He was supposed to be wrestling. Which is a big deal for Impact, yes. which especially at the time, they were sort of digging their reputation out of a ditch. Yeah. Um, Do you know who he was supposed to be facing at that show? Uh, oh, I don't know. Wasn't it a tag match like Austin Aries, the Penta guys, uh, Phoenix? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I think so. It was something like that. I think so. And then we hear afterwards. That or maybe was, it was. Maybe it was. Maybe it was supposed to be Pentagon. I and think then it was they put to be. Pentagon into the triple threat. Match yeah, I think it was Aries supposed to be Pentagon. And, yeah. It was supposed to be Pentagon. Um, and then we hear afterwards that they were talking about 
putting the belt back on Alberto. Yeah. So he got fired. We really haven't heard much from, from him since. No, we haven't. He was at some MMA thing. I think he got, uh, he's got some MMA thing going on. I don't know. And then, and then I think there, the other thing for the year was he was, he posted like somebody posted like an Instagram picture of him, I guess his new girlfriend and then some other people having dinner. It was a very lovely picture. And then somebody in the comments said something like, Oh, this just looks like page. And then he left the comment going off on page. Not that person. He went off on page. No, she's crazy. She's got mental health issues, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, uh, yeah, he still has some bitterness apparently, but yeah, getting fired from impact. That's a, it seems like you really got to try to do you that. You really got to try hard to do that. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, no, not, sil- a, not a good year for Alberto. No silver linings for him. <laughs> Number eight. Eight. Jason Jordan. This one's kind of a bummer. This is a big bummer. Um, so, uh, before Mania, I believe, uh, he was scheduled to go, what we heard was a fairly minor neck procedure. And we haven't seen him back on TV since. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing rumblings that he might have to retire already. He's been yeah. doing some producing work backstage. Yeah. Um, I felt like he was really finding his character on Raw and doing some really good work from the creative. Uh, sorry, from the character uh, standpoint. He's a great wrestler. Fantastic. He's wrestler. a fantastic wrestler. Uh, he was a tag team champion with Seth Rollins. Mm-hmm. Um, he was involved in sort of a pseudo Shield storyline type thing. Yeah. Uh, when this happened. But yeah, we hear that, um, and 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 I agree with you. Although I, he was doing good work with what he was being given, um, and I was interested to see if he could turn it into something uh, that was a bit more appealing. Um, if creative had something a bit more appealing for him, um, but yeah, it's devastating. Like this dude, he was in developmental forever for a very long time since NXT like started. He was there, and then finally they get the call up as American Alpha. Um, they get split up and, uh, and he was sort of doing a lot of nothing for a while. They did the, the Kurt Angle's that's son. That's right. That's what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it was revealed that Jason Jordan was Kurt Angle's son. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seemed like they didn't know exactly what they wanted to do with it, but then they finally, it finally got to the point where Kurt Angle was given his son chances that he might not necessarily have deserved. Mm-hmm. And that led to his involvement in this, in the Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose storyline. Yeah. Um, and you know, I thought he was really getting his feet under him from a character standpoint. Mm-hmm. He was doing kind of the annoying, kind of bratty guy pretty well. Yeah, he was effectively. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, he he got hurt, and we have not seen him since. Yeah. I just so it's uh, PW Insiders had something up about him um, going to uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I assume the office of Doctor James Andrews, noted, noted, noted orthopedist. Um, to get reevaluated. Yeah. So let's see if there's a chance that he can get back in the ring at some point. Well, and so there's a little silver lining there. And then also WWE seems eager to keep him on in a producer role. To their credit, they're really good about that. If, if talent yeah, sure. yeah. is hurt kind of under their watch mm-hmm. severely enough, they can't wrestle again. It seems like if interested, they'll give an opportunity to do something else. Yeah. And I can see, the hopefully he can flourish in that role if he's unable to, mm-hmm. to compete any longer. Uh, so, you know, it, and we've seen it before. We saw it with we've seen it with uh, T.J. Wilson, Tyson Kidd. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he had that devastating neck injury. Yeah, um, that uh, you know could have been fatal. And we hear a lot about good you know uh, matches that are put together that he produces. Yeah, and yeah. it's like oh wow. Okay. Yeah, it seems like he has a really good mind for the business. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and if you know Jason Jordan, assuming he's given the opportunity to do something similar, mm-hmm. um, hopefully he will succeed just as well as yeah. T.J. has. I hope so. Number seven. Seven. 
Page. So again, sad. Um, forced to retire due to a neck injury. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer. However, this is probably the, the 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 largest silver lining of anybody in this list because while you could say yeah she had a bad year because she was forced to stop wrestling, um, right away she was named the new general manager of SmackDown and she has done a fantastic job. She has got probably the most silver linings here <clears throat> because. Yeah. Not only, you're absolutely correct, she's doing a killer job as GM. She seems happy mm-hmm. in her, like, real life. Yeah. She seems healthier than she yes. was before. Um, she seems, like, you know, mentally, emotionally healthier. Um, she's got a movie coming out based on her life, mm-hmm. which The Rock is producing and has a, mm-hmm. and has a role in. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's awesome. So there's probably going to be a lot to do with that. But with that, she has, like, a clothing line that she's yeah. launched. Yeah. Um, so... You know, she's still very young. Yeah. And accepting this, it seemed like between her being injured at that house show by Sasha Banks and a wayward kick, um, between that and then her actually officially announcing her retirement, there was a span of months there. Yeah, there was quite a bit of time. I wonder if she was trying to come to grips with everything. Well, and there were, I think there, if I remember correctly, there were some some rumors that that was kind of the case. Like she kind of didn't want to listen to anybody. Yeah. Um, and so. Eventually, it seems like they brought her around to accepting it, and you know she had her retirement speech, and they brought her in as GM, and and she is like the absolute perfect example of somebody who um, has shown that you know what, man, if if you, if you got to stop the wrestling, there's still a lot of mm-hmm. things you can do. Mm-hmm. You can still be a very very productive person, and she is fantastic on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's really really great. She is great. So um so yeah, lots of silver linings for Paige, but it has to be a really difficult pill to swallow. Oh, definitely. So you can't do this thing you've been doing since you were I basically know. a kid. I know. I know. Yeah. Number 6. 6. The Revival. Say, yeah. Say no. Oh yeah, no. They have, not had a, they have not had a good year. In fact, ever since I believe Dash Wilder broke his jaw following the Revival's call up Following WrestleMania 30, which one did you go to? 33? 33. Yes. Uh, they have been severely underutilized. Yeah. They were reduced to basically a comedy act this year. Yeah, they had the plum spot on Raw 25. Um, oh, yeah, getting embarrassed by DX, The yeah. Club, and Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sucked. It was sort of the Ascension spot that the Ascension had, I think, on Raw 1000. And I was trying to, I was trying to look at the bright side back then, but there hasn't been a lot of bright side to look at. Um, they were in this weird angle up until just very recently with a Lucha House Party, mm-hmm. where they kept on being placed even as singles competitors into this Lucha House rules thing, where it was like a three-on-one situation. And they're pretty much the laughing stock of the tag division. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, now the silver lining here is uh, is uh, several times over. Again, we're a couple weeks removed, which might be a, cu- a pivotal couple weeks to figure out where they're going to take the revival. Um, obviously, we're probably not going to see them at TLC, which happened a couple weeks ago when, mm-hmm. when you're watching this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the next couple of Raws are going to be interesting um, because here, well, Seth Rollins yes. called them out on that uh, episode of Raw uh, a couple weeks ago. Where he said, "Look at the revival, Baron Corbin. What are you doing with them? You know, this is embarrassing. This is dumb." Uh, and I'm hoping that will be a catalyst for them to sort of become a more seriously taken. Tag well, I team. think it's not just that. It's that assuming that Vince, at the least, gave the green light to that promo, if not wrote it himself, that would mean at least to a certain extent Vince agrees with that sentiment. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Which gives me hope that he'll realize 
Oh, yeah. The Revival are a fantastic tag team. Yeah. Capable of putting on amazing matches. And if you look at the online response to it, that's been overwhelming. Like, why aren't you letting these guys wrestle amazing matches? We know they can. Um, the Even Nick Jackson, I think, from the Young Bucks tweeted out, we are going to wrestle them one day. So, you know, that's always been a thing. Mm -hmm. They had that long-running in-joke, FTR, you know, F the Revival. Um, but obviously... That was just something to plan uh, to plant a seed yeah. for the long game in case they came to WWE or which could happen. The rival goes to all, all elite wrestling. wrestling. Yeah. Exactly. Which by this time we've recorded this three weeks ago. That might have been revealed to be a joke. I don't know. Um, so, uh, so okay, it'll be tomorrow, probably you, January 1st. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's, I think there's still a lot of silver lining for the revival. I think they understand that they are a very much loved tag team yes. that everybody yes. wants to see succeed. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, there, there's a lot of silver lining. I would say there's quite a bit more silver lining for the revival than like, say authors of pain. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of feel that way. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I think, I think they found they had the ability or shown the ability to show off a lot more personality and, and character by themselves yeah. thus far than authors of pain have been, have been able to do. We had often said that with, uh, when, uh, the bar was on, I'm so used to calling with the bar when the bar was on raw, the revival sort of was a bit of a redundancy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, Thebar is now on SmackDown. Yeah. They have been for a little while. And that spot is perfect right there. You know, I know. You, need, you solid, need your your ring technicians. Your, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number five. Five. Big Cass. Oh, this is this is a sad one. So he was fired this year. Yeah. For a variety of issues. I guess he went too long on a promo. There was also some like a backstage incident that involved his ex girlfriend Carmela, where he got apparently he got pretty upset that somebody was talking to her. This is all alleged from the dirt mm -hmm. sheets. Um, but uh, apparently, yeah, he, he was not happy with somebody talking to yeah, Carmela. Yeah, he had some attitude issues backstage. Variety issues, all all told, led to his release right in the midst of a pretty major feud against Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was a pretty big push for him. Yeah. And because he was the first guy that Daniel Bryan was coming up yeah, against. Yeah, he returned after his from injury. Return. Yeah, he yeah. returned from injury after WrestleMania, the SmackDown after Mania, um, after being out for a while, after tearing up his knee. So he got released. We didn't see him for or hear from him during pretty much the duration of his no. What I would assume was the no compete. Yeah. Time, yeah, I yeah, guess. Yeah, the 90 days, yeah. Um, because it was around that amount of time. He did make a couple of podcast appearances, I say, I think, and he. More or less said, yeah, WWE was right to let me go. He was on Booker T's podcast. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And he yeah. said, yeah, they were pretty much right to let me go because I wasn't easy to work with. Yeah. Um, so he was definitely trying to angle himself for a return, mm -hmm. saying, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm wrong. They're in the right. I would love to work there again. Um, and so, uh, so you know, we didn't hear or see from him for a little while. He shows up for, I think, like his first appearance um, since his release. Yeah, to show in... I think that was another big-time wrestling. It was like one in South Detroit Carolina. or something? Michigan? Oh, South, South Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Um, and he didn't look at, like in the best shape. Like, he's never been... A, he's, always look, he's always come across kind of as a guy who... You know, sometimes the body just wants to look a certain way. It yeah. wants to be a certain way. Mm -hmm. And you can try to, to fight it, but... You know, if you're not if you're not on that sort of WWE under that WWE pressure, um, which maybe he was, you know, he just sort of let himself go a bit, and unfortunately, uh, that led to a lot of body shaming and and, and tomfoolery on the Twitter, mm -hmm. um, which is one thing, you know. But then, uh, not long after that, he was at a House of Hardcore yeah uh, in Philadelphia, show. yeah, and had a seizure during intermission at a at his merch table, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's rough. That, it is. That's it really is. rough. It is. Um, everything we've heard, which is pretty much just Tommy Dreamer's tweet, 
seems to indicate that he's all right. Yeah. Um, that's, we haven't heard anything additional about his status health wise. Um, but yeah, rough year for Cass. Yeah, not good. The silver lining is he's relatively young. Yeah. He's got name recognition. Whenever you've been in the WWE, that brings your price on the independent market up. Yep. Um, so, you know, hopefully he can, he can either find it in wrestling or whatever else he wants to do in life. Uh, he went you know. to med school, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He's a smart dude. He's mm-hmm. a really smart guy. So mm-hmm. hopefully he can, uh, he can get it together and have a killer 2019. I hope yep. he does. Yep. Number four. Four. Bobby Roode. Look at that face, Larson. Yeah. Look at that face. Yeah. Hey, that apparently some... that is apparently the day he got a superstar shaken up to raw. Oh, okay. That's his face. That's the level of excitement he had going to raw. So they never did turn him heel. Like I was hoping, uh, into when did he get called up? Was it 2017? He got called it up? was the pr- not. Yeah. 2017 oh, after mania gosh. on SmackDown. Okay. Yeah. And then this year after mania, I believe he got sent to raw. So at least on SmackDown, he had a short run with the U S title. Yeah. It was underwhelming. Yeah. He gets shipped over to raw, uh, as a face. Um, and they do a whole lot of nothing with him. a whole lot of nothing. Uh, fairly quickly. He ends up in the losers locker room. He gets saddled with Chad Gable. They had zero chemistry together. And it wasn't until a couple weeks ago that their team sort of came together as a unit. Over pee-pee jokes. Over pee-pee. Hey, if it, whatever it was, pee-pee jokes or not, they they seem to be They're kind of bond, on the same page. A bond was forged, The b- yes. bond was forged. Um, they seem to be a bit more, I don't know, clicky now. Cohesive. Cohesive. Uh, I mean, both in appearance and also just sort of their general. Yeah, they seem chemistry. to approve their chemistry, and it, it just, it's it's maybe all that time. I'm assuming they're on the road together. Maybe you know, um, it's it's just it's rough to see Bob Roode, the heights he achieved in NXT, the heights he's achieved pretty much anywhere else he's wrestled. Yeah, come to WWE and be so mismanaged, so misused. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, the dude's money. Yeah, he is. With the right character in the right role, mm-hmm. um, as we saw in NXT. And he just hasn't been given any opportunity whatsoever to do that on the main roster yet. Yeah. We were kind of hoping when he got paired up with Chad Gable, especially given their lack of chemistry and the tension that seemed to be going on between them, that would lead to some sort of heel turn. It doesn't seem to be the case right now, but uh, hopefully at some point they finally get let Bob Roode explore some more meaty, interesting character stuff because he can do that great. Let Rude be rude. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree with all that. Uh, the silver lining is he's Bobby Rude. He looks amazing. He's a professional. He's fantastic. He's been around a long time. He's been around long enough to know that if you just do your job right, an opening will, an opportunity yep. will arise at some point. Yep. And he's the kind of guy who I imagine will take uh, full advantage of it. Um, I hope they do that with this tag run if it's going to be a long-term thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, plenty of silver lining for Bobby Roode. Yes. And, uh, I'm glad that they gave him the, some gold, uh, to, uh, to chew on and Hey, maybe he can be like him and Gable, a foundational piece for a revitalized raw tag team yeah. division. That'd That's what solid. I'm hoping. That'd That's be good. what I'm hoping. Number three, three, Iromu Takahashi. There's his name. Iromu Takahashi, the ticking time bomb of Los Ingobernables de Japón. He uh, sadly uh, seems like he might have to re- yeah. retire from wrestling. So uh, he had a match at G1 Special in San Francisco this past July against Dragon Lee. Um, gosh, I forget the name of the suplex. 
He got dropped on his head and broke his neck. Yeah, pretty much. I remember, I think it was at a restaurant or something. And, uh, and I looked at the spot and I was like, so it's, it's the ticking time bomb is just known for doing crazy stuff and being able to bounce back from it, bounce back immediately. Um, we've seen this countless times. And so it just looked like another spot that was like, Oh my God, that looked terrible, but it's him. It's Takahashi. Yeah, like, you, he you can do he that. Just get right back up. Um, and, and, and to the best of his ability, he did. He still won the match with probably a broken neck. I don't believe that's yeah. been officially confirmed yeah. ever by New Japan, the extent of his injuries. Um, he did have to vacate the junior heavyweight title. Mm-hmm. Um, and last we heard from Dave Meltzer, uh, he's, on, he's recovering, but the prognosis doesn't actually look good as far as a return to the ring, which is is really sad. This guy was just entering his prime. He had immense talent, both in the ring in terms of character work. He was phenomenal. And to think of the matches that he could have had, the work he could have done in the future, um, you know, if had this had not happened, it's 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 really a bummer. Yeah, no, it's it's absolutely sad. Um, the only real silver lining here is if you look at Shibata, another guy who had what seems to be a career-ending injury in mm-hmm, New Japan, mm-hmm. has turned around. He's uh, doing great work there at the LA Dojo um, and seems to really be appreciating life, although he has said, I think, that he, he plans and wants to come back. Yeah, he's going to try to come back. Um, and so that's a little bit different. I, you know, And we still haven't had any official word as to whether or not this is, this is final for Takahashi. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, if it is, it's, it's an another silver line is it, it, you know, we talk about n- severe neck injuries. It could have been a lot worse. Yeah, that's true. That so, is true. So, you know, it, it, it might be career ending, but it's not appear to be significantly life altering. Yeah, sure. It seems like as far as we know, he has the use of all his extremities. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but yeah, an absolute shame. I wonder mm-hmm. if he's going to show up at Wrestle Kingdom. That'd be cool. You know, that'd be neat. Yeah. Number Two. two. Enzo Amore, where to begin with Enzo Amore? Well, he started the year as a WWE Cruiserweight Champion, and he was, I mean, kind of responsible for. It was like it was a weird situation because the guy evidently was a, a pretty decent ratings draw for the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they he, put him. Uh, yeah, he main evented a couple uh, episodes of Raw. That's right. Yeah. They put him on 205 Live. He wins that Cruiserweight Championship. He seemed to be responsible, uh, kind of, indirectly, I guess, for the departure of one of our favorite wrestlers, Bastard Pac. Mm-hmm. Um, however, that's not, you know, that's not his fault. He's just doing his job. Yeah. Uh, evidently, wasn't all that well-liked in the yeah, locker room. Yeah, he had room. reports of uh, some trouble that was caused by him in the locker room. Got kicked out of the locker room once. Didn't he get kicked off a bus? Kicked off a bus, yeah. yeah. Um, and then reports of... Uh, uh, of a, a woman accusing him of sexual assault started to surface. Yeah. Um, and uh, apparently he did not notify WB of the investigation and was fired because of it. That was sort of the last, the straw that broke yeah. the camel's back, if you will. Yes. Yeah. Um, he was eventually uh, cleared by the police, I believe. There wasn't enough evidence. I'm sorry, there wasn't enough evidence to charge. Whatever that ends up being. Yeah. Um, so from a legal perspective, uh, that wasn't a concern, but he, you know, he couldn't. He wasn't wrestling anymore. Yeah. Uh, so he released uh, two really bad rap songs. Yes. Really bad. Yeah. One of them was like thoroughly calling out the person who was accusing him of sexual assault. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he cut it. It's tacky. So. It is tacky. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he shows up at Survivor Series with a wig on. Um, <laughs> this is, yeah, sitting like third, comedic. second, or third row. Yeah. Uh, about halfway through the show, he takes the wig off. 
um, stands up, starts cutting a promo, like talking like he has a mic in his and hand. He started cutting his old promo. Yeah, he did. Yeah, and he had a shirt that says "I'm doing fine." Then he got in, tackled by uh, that awesome uh, uh, security guard. Yeah, that tackled the uh, same lady that tackled, tackled Gronk. Gronk. Yeah. yeah, he got tackled. Yeah. I know. Um, and just embarrassed himself publicly. Yeah, pretty much. Just terribly. And then the following Monday, I think he had a concert in Los Angeles attended by like 30 people at the Whiskey A Go-Go. But there was one guy there. Who bought an Enzo shirt because that we saw he, in the picture. So he had changed his name from Enzo Amore. To Real One. To Real One. And maybe the search engine optimization wasn't high on that. So he went back to Enzo, but this time it was N-Z-O. So right. he has a shirt in the style of an N-W-O logo that says nzo and at the one still i saw from his concert there's at least one guy who bought an nzo shirt he was there front and center it yeah, was man. like right there like yeah. man this is great i can't believe i'm this close to my idol nzo so yeah anyways let's get to number one and then we get out of here oh. number one one james ellsworth so, yeah, to, to kick off 2018, he had a pretty good 2018. Yeah, he was brought back to WWE a couple times. He was brought back to WWE a couple times. Uh, he had he a was. fairly significant role, apparently, I think, on Grimm's Toy Show. Um, oh, he also had a like pretty Grimm. significant role in uh, uh, Carmella beating Oscar twice. He did. He also had a pretty significant role on Impact at one point. And then uh, a couple months ago, he was accused of he was accused uh, by a 16-year-old girl of sending her lewd pictures uh he has categorically denied that uh some of these pictures have been shared online uh and i, I kind of want to burn my eyes out after seeing that stuff <laughs> so yeah, it's not good um but he's denied it so there's that uh but yeah he hasn't really wrestled since then um see i only see a lot of silver lining there no <laughs> Yeah. No. So, yeah, anyways. Uh, good episode. Yeah. Best, uh, worst, worst things in 2018. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> check out, we have another video that's up right now. Another podcast is up right now. Uh, people had the best. Best. The best 2018. That's going to be a fun one. That's going to be a lot of fun. Don't know what to talk about this yeah. here, right here. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.